The Bubba Starling character was... Let's begin now. Kick this off Friday night. Friday night in the big town. Hmm. Happy retirement to a local weatherman there. Uh, Friday night, week before the Super Bowl, all is calm. Maybe. Do you get rowdy this weekend or is this where you like, you kind of hold back? After hours, Dusty Likens with you, 610 Sports Radio, all the way up until 9 o'clock. Jay Binkley at 630 for his Nightly appearance on this show on Friday nights, Jay Binkley, um, a guy that I got to check in on on a uh, on a Friday night before a gigantic event that happens uh, once a year in the NFL. Always interested to see what he's doing. Guaranteed, it's uh, not watching skills competitions. Probably getting ready for another mock draft for uh, for one Jay Binkley, but again, he'll join us. At 6.30, Dusty Likens, this is After Hours as we gear up for the uh, the big one in Arizona. If you didn't hear today, Cody and Gold's team will be there all single week. All single week, doesn't really make sense. All week long, uh, Cody and Gold live in Arizona. Cody, Gold, Nick should be, you know, if you're going to send a crew there, that's the uh, that's the crew we're doing. Man, I just, maybe I'm the only one, but like the whole balloon thing today is just wild, right? Just Just spy balloons? No one's got a needle they can shoot up in the sky and pop that sucker. I know it's not like a balloon you get from the zoo. Just kind of mesmerizing. Kind of funny. Not funny, like serious, but just weird that, I don't know. It's on the TV, so that's why I bring it up. Anyways, after hours tonight, 6 to 9 o'clock. Dusty Like is with you. 913-586-7610. Some interesting stuff to dive into when it comes to tonight, obviously you have college basketball this weekend. I think there's a couple of big ones on the board, not in the SEC with Mizzou. I think that's a that's kind of a moot game, uh, kind of minute to the others. K-State, K, uh, KU have big ones uh, coming up tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about the general manager of this football team and why I think they are miles ahead. Um, and why I really need Brett Veach to stay the way he is. Because I'm trying to get to a Super Bowl at some point. Not going this year. Got let down. Very upset. Cried myself to sleep last night. Found out the harsh news. It's like when you walked into the high school, uh, when you try to make a team, basketball, baseball, maybe you were trying out for, you know, whatever, choir, and you you know, you know go in there and you look at the list, and your name's not on there. You know? Tough. Tough, man. Balled up and cried. I'm going to be real with you, man. I was really sad. So I really need Brett Veach and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to stay great. And I hope when they go to the Super Bowl next time, it's in like Miami. Or maybe I just hitchhike my way to Arizona starting Monday. Like at what point do you think I could get there? If I hitchhike Monday, could I get to Arizona by Thursday? I'll put like three shirts in my golf bag. Carry my golf bag is like my... My uh, my luggage that I hitchhike with, you can get a lot in a golf bag. 
Especially mine, my little like ping bag. You can get a ton of stuff in that. Straight up. I bet if I started Monday morning at 8 o'clock, 57 degrees, Daddy, I could be in Arizona by Thursday. Maybe that's what I do. Maybe I just hitchhike to Arizona, show up on Radio Row. Hey, Cody, hey, Gold, dirty as hell. Looking like Happy Gilmore's caddy by the time I get there. I'm here to cover the Super Bowl, boys. Nowhere to stay. Got to take me in. Probably get fired for that. Anyways, I start tonight with an interesting question. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. If I am, I accept it. 913-586-7610. Again, after hours, Dusty Likens. This is 610 Sports Radio. Who's this Super Bowl bigger for? Who do we think this Super Bowl is bigger for when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? I believe the answer is Andy Reid. I explain why. This would give Andy Reid three total Super Bowls as a coach, two solo as a head coach. I think this would probably solidify Andy Reid's spot as either the second or the third greatest coach in NFL history. I think there's a lot of people that kind of had the argument of who's the best. Is it Don Shula? Is it Bill Belichick? I think there's enough people, at least around the people that I'm around, that would probably go ahead and say Belichick number one. Just because of how he did it, for how long he did it, the dominance that they had for, shoot, what, 20 years? Bill Belichick, 298 total wins, a career percentage of 662. And he's been doing it for 23 years. The last three, man, without Tom Brady, tough to say. But either way you want to look at it, Belichick, all the rings, the legacy, he's there. Don Shula leads all coaches at the top of wins with 328. And Andy Reid sits right at fifth place. But he sits there separated by three win, three wins between he and Tom Landry. Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl. He sits at 248. He would then have two Super Bowl wins solo as a head coach, three total. And he's top four all time. And there's George Hallis, Don Shula, Bill Belichick, soon to be Andy Reid as the fourth winningest coach of all time. I think Andy Reid is going to win four more games in his career. So if Andy Reid can sit it fourth, you're then having a discussion with someone who would then, let's say he gets to 250 wins next year, and Bill Belichick gets two more, he's at 300. Andy Reid would be 50 wins behind Bill Belichick, probably not going to catch Don Shula with 328, but needless to say, Andy Reid would then throw other things on top of his resume that some other guys may not have ever done. Andy Reid, I get it. You'd like to see more individual solo head coaching awards for the Super Bowl, but again, would have three total. 
he would have zero losing seasons in 10 years with the Kansas City Chiefs. He would have gone to three Super Bowls in five years, won seven conference championships in a row, completely revamped a franchise, taken two franchises to the Super Bowl. And it would also be one of those things where it would be poetic justice that Andy Reid would then beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Big if. We move on to the other side of the conversation. Is this game bigger for Patrick Mahomes? This would give Patrick Mahomes two Super Bowls and three appearances in five years. That alone is insane to say. You would also assume that if Patrick Mahomes is going to win this Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, more often than not, Patrick Mahomes would then be the Super Bowl MVP. By the way, plus 130. So if you have the Chiefs winning, you might as well throw some money on Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP. Because you're already going to get some money in a week from yesterday. And I'll explain about that a little bit later tonight. But if Mahomes wins his second Super Bowl in his fifth year as a starter and has gone to three, you'd almost think that that would put Patrick Mahomes at the age of 27 as one of the top five greatest quarterbacks of all time. I truly think that. I think with the second Super Bowl, a second league MVP, and quite possibly a second Super Bowl MVP, your top five quarterbacks would probably go as Brady, Montana, Manning, Mahomes, and Elway. I don't know. That's just a quick rough draft of what I would say top five of all time would probably be. And again, there's probably going to be people that have different lists. How can you forget Dan Marino easily? How can you forget Terry Bradshaw? Not hard. Were you going to leave Aaron Rodgers out of that conversation? Yes. Two Super Bowls to one. But we don't count rings. Well, we count championships when it's not excessive. But that puts Patrick Mahomes in all-time legacy. Would also surefire, which you think he already is, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback and he's not even 30 years old. Big implications for Patrick Mahomes if he wins the Super Bowl. Not only that, if you don't think if a second Super Bowl could make Patrick Mahomes one of the top five quarterbacks of all time, look at his track record outside of the rings. Five years as a starter, five consecutive AFC Championship games, five at home. Never travel for the playoffs unless he's had to go to some exotic place for the Super Bowl. Never won anything less than 10 games as a starter. Records galore are being broken or are in the rearview mirror at such a young age. And I think at 27, if he were to win a second ring, we would then start legitimately having those conversations as can Patrick Mahomes in the next five years solidify himself as number two. Tom Brady, no longer in the league, loved the meme of him walking out and Mahomes walking to Arizona saying, go get him, kid. Finally, it's over. For sure, I'm pretty positive it's over. If not, the hell with Tom Brady. But Tom Brady is going to retire as the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes with a second win would then put himself in the conversation as if we have LeBron, Kobe compared to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's at the top. 
but we get to have this conversation throughout the entire, basically almost the entire career of LeBron James. Can he ever be better? Kobe, once he got three or four, it was, can Kobe surpass him? It was never, can Kobe and this and this guy and this guy. Like it's been in the past with, who would you rather have at quarterback, Mahomes or Burrow? Don't need that anymore. So again, who is this Super Bowl bigger for? I would still say it's Andy Reid. Mainly because of where their careers are at. Like, if you think this is the last time Patrick Mahomes is going to play in the Super Bowl, I don't know how to help you. He's young, he's special, he's talented. So Mahomes will probably get some more. Will they be in the next three to five years? You would think betting again, uh, betting for that probably. But Andy Reid, at the age that he's at, what's his number? What's he solidified good with? What's he said? Okay, if I get three total solo, I'm out. So if they win this one this year, and let's say in two years they go again and win another one, Andy Reid says, I'm out. This one will have solidified Andy Reid's legacy. And not only that, it would just pay homage to what he came from and to where he's at now. We'll talk a little bit more about Andy Reid, but what I want to talk about next is what's upcoming on Thursday night. And if you're one of these people, 913-586-7610. Don't forget Jay Binkley at 630. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. My gosh, we're hostile tonight on the text line. That's fine. 10th Avenue freeze-out might help you. 15 more days until uh, until the boss comes to Kansas City. And then that's when I go complete fanboy. I'll probably cry. I'm kidding. Oh, man. Somebody says, good song. Thank you. I don't know if that's to me. Sometimes, like, text line comes in, and you never know if they're talking to you or if they're listening to a podcast that was recorded from earlier. Uh, you can always find that at 610sports.com. Using the Odyssey app. You can go find any of the shows, download them all. Uh, you can put a face to the voice if you really want to do that. Wow, 62 on Monday. See? I start hitchhiking to, le- to Arizona. I get to start off with a 62-degree day. I mean, I think I personally just rent like a GoPro and just and just do it. See if I can turn into Forrest Gump by the time I get there. Anyway, uh, 913-586-7610. Want to talk about something that's going to happen next Thursday night. I believe a lot of you, um, I believe a lot of you will probably have a little bit of a boost to your uh, either your your gambling account, whatever you use, uh, or you will have a boost to your own personal bank account. Someone had asked earlier tonight, I need a parlay for this weekend. Give me three picks. I'm going to ruin a little bit of a segment later on, but we don't have to go in too much depth. My parlay for this weekend is tomorrow. It is KU to cover minus one and a half. The over in that game at 136. 
and K-State minus one. There is a college basketball 50% profit boost for some of you. I don't know if any of them are using tonight, but I use mine for tomorrow. That gets you at about an eight. I actually have it right here. Uh, it is, that will give you a plus 893 three-pick parlay. Put a little $25 in there and win 246 So there you go. Um, the question that we had asked last night was, or I guess we asked last segment was, what's the game bigger? Who's the game bigger for? A win would be bigger for Mahomes or Andy Reid. But Thursday night, January or February 9th, a lot of you, I think, at least from what I understand from the, the traffic I've gotten when talking about this minimally throughout this season is that there's a lot of you that will win some money on Thursday night. Thursday night, of course, is when they will announce who the MVP is, offensive player, defensive player, rookies, rookies, what so and whatnot, head coach of the year, all that. And what we're going to see is, is yes, there might be a lot of bias towards the winners that picked Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. Patrick Mahomes will win MVP on Thursday night, February 9th. But it will show to a lot of people because they do this. They do these, these graphs of where or what is getting bet on the most, what states, by what team, yada, 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 right? And I believe there was probably a lot of people in the state of Kansas or Missouri that drove to Kansas the minute the betting was allowed to place money on what was the odds of Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. If we all remember, at the beginning of the year, Josh Allen, the next great quarterback of the NFL, who might become so surely Phillip Rivers, I mean, maybe not. Maybe I'm the only one that has that comparison right now. A um, little bit of the tinter, temper tantrums, the can't really get it done in the playoffs, always projected to do good things. Probably going to make the Hall of Fame with one itsy bitsy step in by doing something throughout his career that just is longevity. But it was Josh Allen this year's favorite to win the MVP. And what payouts are going to prove, at least to me, is that Kansas City fans knew what they liked. Yes, they're betting on Patrick Mahomes, but there are people like Alex Gold. There are people like myself. There are people like Nick Wright, Danny Parkins, and and Ben Heisler's out there that would tell you that when you bet, bet on the odds. Patrick Mahomes, you throw $10 down to win MVP, $90. Because he was plus 900. Plus 900 to win. Now, again, we know that there were lots of people that probably placed it just to say, well, my husband or my wife said, hey, put 50 bucks for Mahomes to win the MVP, pays out this, he's plus 900. And what happened immediately to Barstool's sports betting books? The odds dropped. They went from like 900 to 800 within like 30 minutes of the books being open in the state of Kansas, which means a lot of people's main focus was to go hammer those odds. Patrick Mahomes will be reigned MVP for the second time on Thursday night, February 9th, Thursday night, February 9th. But it shows you how crazy of a season maybe it was for Patrick Mahomes, because in some books, Patrick Mahomes would start the season as a plus 900 odds to win the MVP. He would then finish off the books. And what I mean by that is that he got to minus 1,600, and from the help and the vision that Alex Gold has given me, 
he has said basically there is no reason to leave it on because the award is over. The odds are too substantially egregious that you should no longer have to worry about even doing it because it's over. He went from being a 900 plus 900 to a minus 1600. That is a massive jump. So if you're betting that way, let's have a little bit of a conversation about the Super Bowl. The Chiefs right now are plus one are plus one and a half, meaning Philadelphia is still favored. Not a whole lot's going on this week. Very low, very less, very, very, you know, very lethargic this week. They're gonna start practicing and ramping it up, which means that number's going to change. Take the Chiefs now while you can, if you want to bet on the Super Bowl. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that will say, I don't bet with my heart, and that's fine. Makes the game a little bit more fun, if you ask me, or nervous. But if you're going to take that bet with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, which right now is plus one and a half, the better bet would be to bet the money line. But you can do that. Then, after you've done that, why don't you bet on Mahomes to win the Super Bowl MVP? Makes sense, right? It seems to always be the quarterback. They want Patrick Mahomes to say very, very badly, I'm going to Disney World. He's a family man. He's the quarterback of a franchise that could be winning its second its second Super Bowl, and more often than not, the quarterback's going to win. Patrick Mahomes currently sits at plus 130 to win the MVP. So still, some money out there to be made on this year's MVP. So I'd be kind of interested to know what some people out there had bet on Patrick Mahomes and what they put in when they had it, right? Did you get him at plus 900? Did you get him at plus 750? Did you get him at plus 800? Like I did, whatever it may have been, 913-586-7610. We're going to have fun. It won't stop because coming up next, man, the myth, the legend, Jay Binkley. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on a Friday night after hours. Dusty Likens with you. It is... In the 6.30 segment, so it sets the stage for uh, one Jay Binkley. Mr. Binkley, how are you on this Friday evening? What's going on, Des, man? Not much. How about margaritas, buddy? You're having margaritas? No, I said the song. How about some margaritas? Or pina coladas. Oh, pina coladas. That's right. Pina coladas. you want. We can can do both. I I could play Jimmy Buffett, too. We could just talk about our favorite Jimmy Buffett song. Well, it's Friday night, Des, man. That's right. How you holding up before the the week before the Super Bowl? Got to be the most painful week for you in uh, all of football. I mean, I understand what they do it, why they do it. It's the hype, it's the hype train. Chiefs showing up next week for the Super yeah. Bowl opening day, which is kind of a cool thing they do, where everybody goes out there. It's kind of their kind of their media day in a way, and then just the whole build up. We have the Pro Bowl that started last night that finishes up on Sunday. So I get why they do it. I think the Chiefs really could benefit from this bye week, though, to get everybody healthy because that is a laundry list of players that they have. Yeah. We saw kind of like throughout the week what the injury reports, what it would somewhat look like, what it would kind of represent. It seems like McCole Hardman is is not going to play. 
Kadarius Tony is more likely to play and Juju Smith-Schuster optimistic. Out of Juju and Kadarius, who do you like to see on the field more in that situation for a wide receiver? I'd probably like to see Juju because I think he compliments Travis Kell too well. And, but Sky Moore, if that's the situation, Sky Moore has to step up. Because without McCole Hardman, he a Swiss Army Knife type of player that Kadarius Tony can be. Hey, listen, Kadarius Tony, when healthy, is awesome. He makes cuts and jukes on the field like I've never seen. He even trucked somebody two games ago looking like Derrick Henry. And I didn't know he had that in him. But you got to stay on the field. And I think Juju, that nice compliment uh, to Travis Kelsey. That's the only thing that worries me about Ju- that Kadarius. They could be in the game, get hurt, then leave the game, that type of thing. Of course, Juju, Juju is shown to be injury prone as well. So Kadarius Tony's talent for sure. But I guess in this game, Juju would have Sky Moore more in that role because Sky Moore is getting better and better each week. So I led tonight's show off with who the Super Bowl is bigger for if they win. Big if. Um, Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes? Mm. Wow. That's a good one. I'd have to say Andy Reid. This is his accolade. Um, he's a historian of the game. He loves the NFL and, and all the history of it. Um, he's got that one title. You know, he's got all that promise. Five five NFC title games, five AFC title games. That's ten title games with one Super Bowl to show for it. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I do believe, gets another Super Bowl. I think he has a far better, greater chance to get a Super Bowl again than Andy Reid. And Patrick will have had two MVPs, a Super Bowl MVP. And Andy Reid will be in the Hall of Fame, but really doesn't have any accolades. He's been coach of the year one time back in 2002. So I would say this game meant more to me or more to Andy Reid than anybody else because I think I think we see uh, Patrick Mahomes win another one even without Andy Reid. Yeah, the reason why I kind of lean towards it's bigger for Andy Reid is that, you know, he's three wins behind Tom Landry for fourth all-time. Um, I think if you get into the top four, you can look at the coaches above you, Shula, Hallis, Belichick. I think you could then go to the realization that when it comes to dominance in the league – Yes, you can have Don Shula as an anomaly. No one will catch him and wins. Maybe Bill Belichick does eventually. Obviously, he just needs like 30 more, but tough with the way he's going. But Andy Reid would then be, you know, 50 or so games behind Belichick, would have two solo titles, but would also have, you know, 10 consecutive above 500 seasons with the Chiefs, seven straight AFC championship games or AFC titles. You know, all the accolades that do go with that. And I think at that point, if Andy Reid gets two, he probably sticks around, tries to get a third. If he has a third Super Bowl ring and over, you know, 255, 260 wins, almost 300, you'd have to think it would come down to he and Belichick when it comes to legacy as head coaches all time. No question. And, you know, that list you're talking about there, top five all time with mm-hmm. Andy Reid, he just went to top two all time in playoff victories. So I mean, that's insane. Where you have postseason victories and there's two names at the top, Belichick, then Andy Reid, he did pass uh, Tom Landry. And, sure, he's number five all-time list, but he's number two in postseason when mm-hmm. this stuff really counts. So it's just an unbelievable career. And the thing, just one Super Bowl, um, it's hard to fathom as good a coach as he's been, you know? Oh, it's crazy because out of the active coaches, he and Belichick in the top 15 are the only two. Now, Age helps, right? But Tom went behind him, about way behind him at 16th, Pete Carroll at 17th, and then Mike McCarthy 
at 20th. So, I mean, I, I would agree that it would be bigger for Andy Reid. That's kind of how I, how I fizzled out my argument. Sure. And then on the other side of that, let's say this. Let's say Patrick Mahomes wins this Super Bowl. We would assume that if they win, he would probably be the Super Bowl MVP. Kind of alluded to it earlier. That'd be two league MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, yeah. two Super Bowl trophies. Does that put Mahomes as a top five quarterback ever? Easily. Easily. I, I think he's climbing those charts. And I saw Dan Orlovsky put out and all that you yeah. know, praise from Mahomes this week as far as where do you have him in the top five? You had two. him third or second? No, he had him second behind Brady. There's only – as far as now he needs to win more Super Bowls because to get the Manning, he needs another one. Yeah. Uh, for both Mannings, Eli and Peyton won two each. And I think Patrick will easily do that. But it, it's Manning, or not, excuse me, it's Tom Brady definitively. It is then Joe Montana, in my opinion. And I think Mahomes is getting up there to third because I think this was the year that stamped his legacy. I think this is the year when you talk about Patrick Mahomes and what all he's done in his career. It's this one. Nobody believed in the Chiefs at the beginning of the year. Everybody was picking the Broncos. Remember, the Chiefs were going to take a step back and do a little bit of rebuilding. Everybody was going Chargers. Everybody's going Raiders because of all that sentiment. NFL Live, uh, NFL Network, ESPN Live, all this stuff. They can admit whatever they want, but we kept the receipts. We know what these guys were saying before this year started. They doubted the Chiefs. They doubted Patrick Mahomes. They doubted Andy Reid. They doubted him because of Tyreek Hill being gone. They made much bigger deal of Tyreek Hill being gone than actually was the case. And the fact that, you know, Tyreek had to go on that tangent about, you know, talking about how good Tua was and all this. Well, they're at home on the couch watching the Super Bowl uh, like the rest of us, Dusty. And nobody gave Mahomes credit. Everybody doubted him. Oh, he's not going to win. Then all of a sudden, Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the NFL. And all Patrick does is win. Then they make the excuse, well, he had, he had Tyreek Hill and, you know, we'd be that good without Tyree Kill because, you know, it's not like Peyton Manning didn't have Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know not in Denver, but the bulk of his career, he had Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Yes, he had the Jacob Tammies of the world and, and, and Brandon Stokely's of the world and raised their talent. Jerry, Jerry Rice, John Taylor with Joe Montana. These great quarterbacks have great receivers. The only ones that really haven't had great receivers, you could make an argument for Tom Brady. Yes, he had Randy Moss. Yes, he had Wes Welker, but he never won a ring with Randy Moss. They had that undefeated season, but Eli Manning beat him in the Super Bowl. But to look out there and think that in this game, you had Judy Fortson going back to wide receiver uh, from his tight end role. He was out there running routes. Noah Gray running routes. It was a Band-Aid situation where they went out and beat the Cincinnati Bengals with really unheard of names. Marcus Kemp got his first catch of the year in that game. To me, this year cemented who and what Mahomes is. The other thing I want to bring up is is the the opponent that they're playing, Philadelphia. I think they're about as equal to his opponent on the other side of the ASC. But I find it odd that you know Philadelphia is the favorite. I thought that the ASC was the gauntlet that you had to get through. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you like about this Chiefs defense to go up against this Philadelphia offense because their quarterback a little bit more mobile uh, than one Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts, sorry, more mobile than Joe Burrow. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts, you know, he he's not on the injury report, but he's he's even what admitted he just admitted the other day his shoulder was one hundred percent. Like, remember when he missed games there at the, at the end of the year? He admitted his shoulders on one hundred percent, which is limiting what he does in the run game. Um, I think their schedule is weaker. I know people have been talking about that, but they do have to remember <laughs> they finished nine and one this year against teams with winning records. 
and they did beat playoff teams in that stretch. Um, I think the only reason Chiefs aren't favored is because they're not healthy, healthy, Dusty. I think if Mahomes was certifiably 100% where he can go, but he listened, he proved he can play in the pocket and do all that. And yes, he had that scramble on third and four to get the first down. But if he was 100% healthy and could do all the things that he could do, it makes a difference. Travis Kelsey being that game time decision before last time, and then Hardman out. Kadarius Tony injured. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster on the injury report. And, and then as far as the defense as well, when you have a luxurious need coming back from that concussion, he's still on the injury report. Trey Smith is on the injury report this week. Isaiah Pacheco. All these guys, just or, uh, Jerry McKinnon's on this list. Justin Watson's on this list. I mean, the list goes on and on for the injured Chiefs. I think this is a big reason to do with it. And it started swaying back and forth that line against the Bengals mm-hmm. with Patrick Mahomes' health. Every time something else came out, the line adjusted to Patrick uh, Mahomes health. But as far as these teams being equal in the Chiefs defense, it's going to be a tall task. I mean, the, what a great group of receivers and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and what they can do. The running game is the number one running game in the NFL. Philadelphia Eagles have proven they can run the football um, number five in the NFL in running this season, about 147 yards a game. And the one thing, too, is their offense has been teetering with the Chiefs. Now, they finished third in the NFL in points per game. Chiefs finished one, mm-hmm. but at one point a couple weeks ago, Philadelphia actually had passed the Chiefs um, in points per game, and then the Chiefs got that title back. And then defensively, I think they're better than San Francisco. I mean, they're what, a one yard and a half behind them in total defense. They led the NFL by 15 sacks this season. Number two is the Chiefs. Number one uh, was the Eagles. They're a very good football team on, on the offense and the defense. Do you get any vibes of this kind of has similarities to maybe the Super Bowl against Tampa? Now, I know there was um, some offensive linemen out. There isn't any offensive linemen other than Trey Smith, who's a little banged up, but obviously he's going to play. But do you get any of that vibe before this game um, like there was against Tampa Bay, like maybe a little bit more worrisome than we're thinking about? No, because that team was loaded. Uh, That defense was insane, but he had Tom Brady. He had Tom Brady. And guy's got seven Super Bowl rings. He's been to 10. That was my biggest concern. No matter how far you're up, no matter how good you're doing, you always have Tom Brady on the other sideline. I think a lot of people think about homes like that now, too. They get this fear factor. Oh, you just left more time for Patrick Mahomes. So I'm, I'm not as concerned about this game going into it as I was that game. And maybe I should be because of all the injuries the Chiefs have on offense. Um, but that Chiefs offensive line, scared the living hell out of me in that Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. This one um, doesn't even remotely um, uh, cause those kind of uh, concerns. Matter of fact, the Chiefs, as far as sacks given up, they only give 26 sacks all season, 30th in the NFL. Now, as far as the Philadelphia Eagles, you can get to them. They gave up 44 sacks this season. I know Jalen Hurts is mobile, but Jalen Hurts was sacked four or 18 more times than Patrick Mahomes. It's kind of wild. I don't like the uh, I don't like the the hesitation that we got to get there. But for this reason, uh, for all the injuries, I do enjoy it. Binkley, uh, enjoy your weekend and have a good Friday night. It's it's nice out this weekend. Tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, I think it's gonna be sixty on Monday. So uh, how about that? How about that? Hey man, can't wait. And then it's uh, and then it's ramp up time for the Super Bowl. So Binkley, have a great night. Thanks as always for joining uh, the After Hours program here on Six Ten. Can't wait, Dust man. Talk to you next week. Take care, Jay Binkley. The Chiefs post-game show, Arrowhead Pride Chiefs post-game show, every game that the Chiefs play, he is on afterwards. Pete Sweeney, Josh Klingler, 
audio from Josh Klingler being the sideline reporter for the Chiefs and the Chiefs Radio Network. Jay Binkley uh, join us here on After Hours. We're a little bit past time, so we got to get to break. When we come back, I want to talk about the color white jerseys. Jerseys. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on After Hours, Dusty Likens with you all the way until 9 o'clock. So a really, really, really fast first hour. Ain't done, Kansas City, on a Friday evening. This time next Friday, we'll probably be a little bit more ramped up, right? Human beings-wise, not me. It's hard for me to settle down. Uh, I'll be with you again on Sunday, 9 until noon. And then it's and then it's playoff week. Don't forget, Cody and Gold, uh, that entire show going to the big game uh, in Arizona. As it'll be, uh, they'll be down there all week. Text line 913-586-7610. Somebody says, Dusty, this weekend's going to be great for golf. Uh, of course. Um, I've already booked a tee time for Monday, which you always love when you book, like, the nicest day, and then the then the weather graphic likes to throw in a, a breezy word. But nowhere else, just the day that you solidified your tee time. But I still might play Sunday, too. Um, so it's up. From the 816 dating device, Dusty, should I take my new lady to downtown Lee Summit? Depending on what you're doing tonight, you can follow up with me if you want. 913-586-7610. But I can, I can give you some pointers. Um, new lady, I don't know how new. Um, you just got to give me, you got to give me some more deets, man. I can kind of get you in the direction uh, that can, that can set up your night. Like I said, it is a long, long goal of mine to be, uh, the guy that lights the tree during Christmas time at least summit. So I think I know enough about it. But again, um, want to wrap up this first hour with a conversation that's kind of low key been popular around Kansas City, at least that that my ear has tapped into. Um, and the uh, the spiders in the walls tend to talk about Game of Thrones reference for those of you that get it. The series, thank you very much. Um, but uh, I'll say this: I think we're getting like text in from like Cody and Gold Show. Somebody said, you've had funnier songs, 5.8 out of 10. I guess Cody did a new song today. Haven't heard it. Probably won't. Um, But again, um, the Chiefs will be rocking the all-white top for the Super Bowl, which, again, I'm totally cool with. I have no issues against that. I think it's nice. I think it's fly. Um, I think this is the year that I will splurge and buy a Super Bowl, authentic Super Bowl jersey with the patch, frame it on the wall if they win. Um, for the memory, you know, eventually have a man cave one day, slap that bad boy up there, throw a receipt on there or two of like some of the future bets we had made on this season. But again, white tops, I think they did miss, should have got uh, should have got maybe, um, maybe some white pants. I think that would have looked a little bit more fresh. Obviously, it didn't happen. Um but white seems to be the look for the Super Bowl uh, winner, right? 15 and three is the number of teams that have worn white in the last 18 seasons in the Super Bowl. 15 times the team wearing the white jersey has won the Super Bowl. 
In fact, I believe the last time, not to not to make anybody nervous or drive off the road or or you know angry, but I do believe the last time a team that did not wear a white jersey and won was the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles and Doug Peterson. I believe that was the last time a team that did not wear a white colored jersey won the Super Bowl. But again, in 18 seasons, there's only been three teams that have worn a solid color uniform and won. In fact, last year, Rams, white. Year before that, Bucks, white. You remember. Year before that, Chiefs, white. Year before that, New England, white. Year before that, white, 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 white. Right? Till 18. But the thing that's great about this is that not only that, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl with another chance to win, the odds stack for you. So again, this is what I'm here to tell you about. The last time a team had won, BDN. Big blank Nick. You know what I mean? Friday night, we can do that. And again, if you like the odds of betting and you want to win some money, all you got to do, go to DraftKings, go to FanDuel. Remember, it's the white jerseys that always win. The Chiefs are plus one and a half. Patrick Mahomes is plus 130 to win the MVP of the Super Bowl. If, in fact, you do bet that the Chiefs will win, you should, in fact, then bet that Patrick Mahomes will win the MVP. Quarterbacks always do. Unless Chris Jones does exactly what he did last week, and then you just put $5 on that because it's plus 5,000 to win MVP as Chris Jones, plus 4,000 for a defensive lineman to win the MVP. But again, 15-3 and in the last 18 years. Last solid color jersey, 2018 Philadelphia over New England. Since then, white, 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 white. And again, only 10 in the last 10 years, only one team. One team in the last 10 years. Coming up next, there's one man. There is one man that has proven the Chiefs to get past the second wave. It's not Andy Reid. It's not Travis Kelsey. And it's not Patrick Mahomes. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.